All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Happy Friday. Listen, we had a great TV special earlier this week focused on where the abortion debate goes next. Where does the movement for life, where does the movement for pro-choice end up in the aftermath of the Dobbs ruling by the Supreme Court, the ruling that reversed a 49-year precedent known as Roe v. Wade that legalized abortion in all 50 states. Now the issue goes back to the states, and it will be a state-by-state potpourri. Certainly, you see some states restricting it and outlawing it, some expanding it, probably exactly what the Founding Fathers intended. But we had an incredible conversation during a TV special earlier this week, Legislating for Life where the next 12 months go. It was made possible by the cooperation and generosity of the Heritage Action for America group, our great partners on many projects that we do here at Just the News. I thought it would be fun today to listen to the incredible conversation I had with people like Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas, by the way, an obstetrician, or Kat Kamek, the congresswoman from Florida, Jessica Anderson, one of the leading grassroots activists and the executive director of Heritage Action for America. So, for today, that's what you're going to get unabridged, especially formatted for this incredible podcast, the conversation about where the abortion movement goes over the next 12 months after Dobbs, living after Dobbs. Here we go. Enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening today. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer. No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. 
But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. We are going to explore and discuss the Supreme Court's recent decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and return the question of whether to allow abortions back to the states. Now, despite an inside source leaking the draft decision to the mainstream media causing irrefutable institutional damage, on June 24, 2022, the United States Supreme Court took decisive action with Justice Alito releasing the court's majority 6-3 decision reversing Roe v. Wade. The landmark case, titled Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization, has touched off a political firestorm in our country. In some cases, conservative Supreme Court justices have had their lives threatened, like Brett Kavanaugh. Pro-life and pro-choice groups continue to march in the streets in major cities to advocate for the right to life or to choose. And with citizens in the street, professional lobbyists, lawyers, doctors, and activists continue to negotiate with state lawmakers and governors as it's now incumbent upon the states to write or rewrite their laws ahead of the November elections. And with those midterm elections looming, registered U.S. voters consider this to be a bigger issue than it has been in prior election years. Recent polling found that 27% of registered voters say their candidate must share the same view as them on abortion, while 54% of voters say it will be one of the many important factors when they cast a ballot. Symbolic measures have also also haven't slowed down at the federal level either. Just two weeks ago, Speaker Nancy Pelosi held a vote in the House to codify a woman's right to an abortion, which passed. However, the Senate Majority Leader Schumer's chamber failed to pass the Women's Health Protection Act in May. So that has come to a standstill. Now, our first guest tonight is not only a U.S. senator who voted against the federal law to legalize abortion. He also is a proud conservative father and grandfather who has worked in healthcare as a physician and delivered, get a load of this, delivered more than 5,000 babies, many from the great state of Kansas. Refer to him affectionately as Doc Marshall. He is Senator Roger Marshall. Senator, great to have you on the show today. John, I can't wait. A great topic here. We're, we're the voice for those who don't have a voice. Thanks for all that you do. And I know, we, I know your listeners are gonna learn something today and we just look forward to sharing a message of hope with them. Yeah, this is such an important issue. And it's also important to get rid of a lot of the myths that surround this issue because there's a lot of them built up in the media. But I want to start with something you did right at the beginning of this legislative session. You introduced a bill to protect life, uh, the, to, protect, to protect the life of the unborn. Tell us a little bit about that and where it stands in the Senate. Well, protecting life up here is certainly a challenge. Uh, and we're going to do whatever we can to protect life. I believe life begins at conception. Let me just say that uh, up front. A pro-life uh, physician. I've always been pro-life. That's what I was taught in, in Bible school. So uh, we look forward to protecting life whatever uh, level we can. Certainly the challenge is going forward, though, is just stopping this radical uh, left agenda. Uh, abortion on demand of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Yeah, absolutely. People are really fired up to have that conversation, to have that debate. And of course, it occurs in the shadows of a very important election where the control of Congress is clearly up for grabs. Your take on what you think where voters are on this and how big a role this might play in the upcoming elections. 
Well, certainly the, the uh, issue of life is important to Christians and so many people everywhere. But really back home, the issue is inflation, inflation, inflation. It's the price of gasoline. Uh, I think that this will be battled out at the, at the state levels and uh, now the, the life issue. So I, I think it's, uh, it, it's if you really based upon surveying, it's not the determining factor for very many people. Uh, it's maybe number seven, eight, or nine for most people in determining who they're going to vote for. So it's personally very important to me and many uh, Christians, but uh, maybe not as, as important as the price of gasoline is to others. Yes, I think that's right. And the polling that we're all beginning to see. Uh, now, that said, uh, there are a lot of myths about this in this debate, many of them created by the media. Uh, there's the question of, well, people who have ectopic pregnancies now may not be able to get help. Uh, that it's automatically banned in all 50 states. You served in those emergency rooms delivering babies in the maternity wards. Tell us about some of the myths and the truths that you saw as a doctor on the front lines. Right, John. Well, we were taught the very first week of residency, don't let the sun set on an ectopic pregnancy. An ectopic pregnancy is life-threatening. The moment you diagnose it, you need to be making a plan to take care of the situation. Taking care of an ectopic pregnancy is not is not an abortion. Uh, I think the Catholic Church agrees with that. Uh, every minister I talk to agrees with that. Theologians uh, of the Bible all agree that taking care of an ectopic pregnancy is not an abortion, and the mother's life is truly at stake. And the other myth out there is taking care of miscarriages. Look, unfortunately, you know I took care of miscarriages every week. Um, one out of three women have had a miscarriage. Some studies say one out of two women have had a miscarriage. So your doctors are still going to take care of women with ectopic pregnancies with miscarriages. And I think they're going to have the full blessing of the church behind them. And certainly I feel very comfortable going forward that pro-life doctors have always taken care of miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies are going to continue to do that going forward. Yeah, so that's just a big red hearing that's been bantied about in the media the last few weeks. It's uh, really shameful. It's good to get the straight story on that from someone who knows. Um, in March of this year, you introduced the Ultrasound Informed Consent Act requiring abortion providers to perform an obstetric uh, ultrasound and make the heartbeat audible before abortion. Tell us a little bit why you did that and what, how much of that is based on your experience in the delivery room. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll start off by saying that half of women that see an ultrasound of their baby will decide not to have the abortion. And I think when they do that ultrasound, they see a, that this baby is a real living being. It's got a heartbeat. Oftentimes, by the time they're seeing this sonogram, the baby has fingers and toes. And you know, even like at 15 weeks, 14, 15 weeks, you see the baby start responding responding to the mother's voice where you'll see the baby's heart rate pick up when you hear when the baby hears mom talk or maybe there's a brother or sister in the room and we kind of push on the the abdomen of the mom to try to get the baby in a different angle we'll kind of see the baby push back so i i think it just really a, a picture paints a thousand words right so uh, what i'm really concerned about right now are these abortion pills uh, there's doctors from out of the country that are setting up telemedicine and they're prescribing these uh, abortion pills without doing sonograms first. They have no idea how far along the baby really is. So I think that giving those abortion pills, uh, they're only approved, I think, up to about 11 weeks. I've never used them, but I think what the FDA says is about 11 weeks. Um, and after 11 weeks, they're not as effective. So I think that this medicine could, uh, could cause anomalies for the baby as well, fetal anomalies. Uh, and then and not cause the miscarriage. The further along you are, the less effective the drug is at causing the abortion, but it might cause birth defects. So I'm always trying to protect the mom and the baby, John. That's what my whole life has been centered around professionally is to protect and take care to fight for the life of mom and baby. Yeah, such an important mission. Uh, I want to turn to the abortion industry for a second. Uh, a few years ago, one of your colleagues, Senator Chuck Grassi, made a referral to the Justice Department. Uh, based on some pretty compelling evidence that groups like Planned Parenthood may have been selling fetal tissue uh, from abortions illegally into the marketplace. Not much has happened. It sort of came to a standstill. But based on all of your experience, what do you see as some of the ethical issues inside the abortion industry today? Well, certainly Planned Parenthood is an abortion clinic. I'm just going to share a, a quick story with, with your listeners. Um, 
nurse came and got me in the middle of a busy day and said, there's a 14 year old girl uh, in room number, whatever it was, and she's crying, she's really upset. And I said, okay, great. I walked in and I said, well, tell me what's going on, uh, young lady. And she said, well, I went to Planned Parenthood to get a pregnancy test and they scheduled her for an abortion. And she was in my office saying, um, I don't want an abortion. Do I have to go through with that abortion? And, you know, unfortunately that story plays out that Planned Parenthood really is an, an abortion clinic. Abortion, uh, they, the Planned Parenthood is closing down in all these trigger law states. They said they're there for women uh, to help with family planning and this and their health and all this, but really they're abortion clinics. That's uh, I think the super huge amount of their money is from that. Uh, they don't care about the health of the mom. I'm very concerned going forward, as I was before, Kansas passed laws to help protect the health of the mom. But going forward in the legislation that Nancy Pelosi wants to pass, they want to allow abortions to be done uh, in non-surgical suites. So they can be done in a hotel room. They can be done in a garage. They're not holding them up to standards. They're going to let non-doctors do the abortions as well. Um, so really, the, the abortion industry has no no bounds on what they might do. Yeah, it's remarkable um, uh, to see. And the, there was an amazing report out of Minnesota recently. It just went into all the statistics of the abortion industry and what happens in each instance. Very eye-opening. Um, so you're, you're a, clearly a, a man of great deep faith. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and others claim to have that same faith, but they're on the other side of this argument on abortion. How do people who go to church and are told that abortion's unethical, immoral, still go into the public square and try to defend it. Uh, how frustrating is that to see that in, in your own chamber? Yeah, you know, you know, John, I, I really struggle. Um, you know, we know it's a sin to take communion if we don't confess our sins. Um, I, I, I don't have an explanation. You know, we're told not to judge people. And certainly it's not my job to, to judge other folks. Uh, but then I think, you know, there's other places where Paul said, look, if there's people within your church that are are not being faithful, then they need to be pushed out of the church as well. So I, I'm just at a loss to say say it. I, I it, it struggles in my, in my heart how a person could take communion after uh, encouraging and, and providing for abortions. I don't get it. Uh, God will have to be the judge, not me. Yeah, that is good advice. Well, sir, it is a great honor. I know next year, if Republicans get control of Congress, a lot of these legislations you put together are finally going to get the attention that they deserve and the progress that they deserve. We're going to be following that real closely right here. Thanks. Thanks, John. And I want to ask your listeners to go to our website, marshall.senate.gov. Sign up for a newsletter. People ask me all the time, where can I get news? That, that you can rely upon. So our, my staff does a really good job of trying to speak just the truth, give just the news. Uh, so that's marshall.senate.gov. I've enjoyed being on with you and just wish the best and uh, going forward with this fight, trying yeah. to protect the sanctity of life. That's, that's a really valuable resource, folks. Go check it out, Senator. Thank you. Folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more discussion about the extraordinary debate in America over abortion rights. We'll be right back after this. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, America, to our special report. Joining us now is a special guest. She's not only a representative for the great state of Florida, but she's also the co-chair of the Pro-Life Caucus in Congress. Joining us right now, Congresswoman Kat Kamek. Uh, Congresswoman, great to have you on the show today. Hey, thank you so much, John. Pleasure to be with you. Always an honor to have you. Um, I want to start, you've had an opportunity over the last month to spend a lot of time with young conservatives, first at the Turning Point USA women's event, and then more recently with the Young Republican Leadership Summit. Uh, There is a narrative in media that all the Gen Zers, all uh, the millennials are uh, pro-abortion, and I'm not sure that's true. I'm curious if you walked away from those two events and other interactions you have with a different portrait than what uh, the mainstream media has given us. No, you know, I actually think that uh, what I have found is that my generation being a millennial and the, the generation coming up right behind me, the, the Gen Zers, we are the, the, the post-Roe pro-life generation because we believe that every life has value and we believe in science. And it has been incredible that not only have I championed this for so long, but then to actually be a member of Congress when the court ruled that Roe would be overturned, returning this issue back to the states, it's it's been incredible. And I think you see so many young people who are hungry to really take a stand for faith, for family, to take a stand for science and for liberty, for all, recognizing that just now the law is catching up to the science. And so it's so encouraging to see young people out there fighting for life fighting for all these issues and the values that we have as true conservatives, it truly has been humbling and it has been very, very exciting. But there's a lot more work to go. Being pro-life doesn't mean just when you're in the womb. It means from uh, from the tomb to the womb. And so we are all the way through looking at ways that we can be supportive of the pro-life movement as a pro-life advocate. But I am truly, truly excited for what is to come out of this generation today. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about both the laws and the science. And there's a law in Minnesota that's given us visibility to something we haven't seen for a long time. Uh, There is an annual report now that must be issued by the Minnesota Health Department. And last year it revealed, actually this month, they revealed that last year there were five botched abortions in which an infant survived past the procedure. And all five of those cases, the doctors performing that didn't provide life support to the newborn infant basically allowing that child to die. When you hear that, that's the sort of thing that used to be kept secret below the radar. Is there more that needs to be done in the legislative realm and and perhaps larger in the culture of life to make sure those things don't happen in the future? Absolutely. My, My stomach just turns, you know, seeing that report flash on the screen, because this is actually an issue that, uh, beginning of last year, as a brand new member of Congress, Uh, My colleague, Ann Wagner, and Representative Steve Scalise, the three of us, we led a discharge petition called the Abortion Survivor Protection Act. And what it does is it actually mandates that any provider who is performing an abortion and that that child survives that abortion, they have to immediately provide life-saving care. But one step further, every single uh, medical professional in that room is mandated by law to report the incident. And part of the problem is, as you said, that there were five. I probably can guarantee there were more across the country and across that state in Minnesota where these uh, procedures had taken place and the child had survived. And we've heard horrific stories that just keep you up at night where these children have survived abortion attempts and there's no mandate to record it and to save the child's life, which I just think that that is unconscionable. So um, I think in the state of Florida, we've had a few voluntary reportings, but that needs to change because people so often think that this is an issue that isn't an issue. And clearly, as you've shown with this report and what we know from voluntary reporting, this is a real issue. And it comes down to who we are as a society, because 
certainly abortion, I believe, is wrong. But when you look at an abortion that has been botched and these children survive and the doctor continues to allow this child to suffer and it and it is murdered outside of the womb, well, that's murder. And we need to call it for what it is. So uh, we have a lot more work to do in so many ways within the movement. And I think the sanctity of life is something that's going to be top of mind as we move forward into these midterms, but also as we move through leading as the pro-life generation. Yeah, so important to get these issues out there and get people informed so they can make the best decisions possible. We talked about the law. There's already a law on the books. It's pretty clear that it is illegal for any abortion uh, provider to trade in or sell body parts uh, or fetal tissue from an abor abortion. But uh, take a look at this a little clip we have of a Planned Parenthood executive talking about doing just that. Let's, let's play this quickly. Okay, so um, when, when you are or the A direct discussion of this going on. We know there are some records that Senator Grassley made public, yet no prosecutions. What can Congress do to make sure that law gets enforced going forward? I, I mean, I, I don't know how anyone in good conscience can actually have a discussion about monetizing human parts. Um, you know, this is an infant. This is a living human being. And I mean, it just it, my stomach is in knots. Absolutely disgusting that this is actually something that we are witnessing in 2022. I think Congress has a major role to play in, you see of course that that was Planned Parenthood, in defunding Planned Parenthood. There's absolutely no room whatsoever for federal taxpayer dollars to be uh, going towards this organization that is not dedicated to women's health care. it's dedicated to the murder of innocent children. And I am so sick and tired of hearing about this is women's empowerment and this is for science or this is for that. No, it is a, there is a hard line that we draw in the sand and say that this is absolutely unconscionable. Congress should never allow this. There has been legislation to defund Planned Parenthood, but until Republicans take the House back, it is going to be stalled out. So we have got to do everything we can to educate people so they know exactly what Planned Parenthood and others in this industry are doing in the buying and selling and trading of, of human parts. And, and, and I mean, again, I just, it makes me sick to have this even come out of my mouth, but that to me is absolutely unconscionable. And until people can see that that should never be allowed and to add insult to injury at the behest using, you know, taxpayer dollars, this is going to persist. All the more reason why people need to be involved in the movement, get engaged and help us take back the House and Senate so that we can actually protect life the way that it was intended to be protected as our founding fathers saw fit. Yeah, and you're putting your money where your mouth is. You have the American Grit Pack. It's endorsing lots of pro-life women to get them in Congress, get them into other public policy decisions. Tell us what's going on there. we got about 90 seconds left. I'm so excited about the American Grit Pack. We are looking for candidates and helping candidates across the country that are maybe not your most traditional candidates. They have been stay-at-home moms. They are small business owners, they are firefighters, police officers, veterans, and they come to the table with so much, but most importantly, grit. And that's what it's gonna take to get our country back, is that blue collar, do whatever it takes mentality to really put the special interests aside and fight for what's right, because they believe in our constitution, our country, and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to the T. So I'm so proud to endorse the candidates that are part of Team Grit, and there's so much more to come this group will be responsible for helping take the house back and so if you're out there support these candidates they are wonderful wonderful human beings and they are going to be game changers in the 200 uh, sorry the 118th congress in 2023 how about that that's an exciting thing. about 20 seconds left yeah. there's a lot of talk about the midterm elections liberals think they're going to get energy from the roe v wave reversal i actually think conservatives might what are you hearing on the ground Listen, when I go home, uh, Biden has botched this economy so bad that when I go home, people are talking to me about the fact that gas is crazy high and that groceries are getting slim at the grocery store and that seniors can't afford their rent. People are really concerned about the kitchen table issues. And so the social issues that the left is trying to push on the American people, they're not a, a top of mind issue that are driving yeah. people to the polls this November. Yeah. So I feel very confident that Republicans 
we know economics, we're going to get it right. We're going to take our country back in November. Everybody's going to be watching very closely of a historic election ahead of us. Congresswoman, always great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate you. You as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When I come back, my good friend Jessica Anderson, Executive Director for Heritage Action for America, she's going to join us next. Tell us what's going on. Right after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. Joining us right now is one of my good friends, Jessica Anderson, the executive director for Heritage Action for America, our proud partner and sponsor for the show tonight. Jessica, always a privilege to have you on the show. John, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honor. This has been such a great discussion. And I want to turn to the states, the grassroots, because now that the big government, federal government has been pushed aside by the Supreme Court, abortion becomes a state's rights issue. Tell us what's going on in the states right now uh, as uh, people digest this ruling and try to implement it in the laws of the great states of America. Thanks, John. So what's happened over the last few weeks after the Dobbs decision so decisively came down and overturned Roe v. Wade and sent the decision of abortion and protecting life to states, you have two, you have two different buckets going on. One, you have about 26 states all across the country that already had some sort of law on their book as it came to protecting life. Of those 26 states, 13 states actually had what's called trigger laws or spring forward laws. They were conditional laws that would only go into place if Roe was overturned. So that bucket of states is actually in a really great shape, John, because they've got laws on the books that protect life, and they're doing it in really magnificent ways. Two, two cool things have actually happened from that. Georgia, which was a state that had a law in place that was running through their state Supreme Court, actually was decided this week that it could be the law of the land. And that Georgia law is extraordinary and has great protections for protecting life. SBA List, which as we all know, is a great friend and leader of the pro-life movement. They actually estimate that of the 26 states that have laws on their books, that already since the Dobbs case, over 110,000 babies have been saved. So it's awesome Amazing. that so many states were prepared. And then now we've got this, the rest of the states, you know, 30 or so that have kind of either they're going to become these abortion havens like a California or New York or Michigan, unfortunately. And then other states that have begun to call a special session, John, to actually take up this issue now before the fall. And that's what we see in South Carolina and in Indiana and in Oklahoma and some of these other states that have called for these specials just this year. Yeah, amazing. It's an incredibly dynamic moment in American history. Now, you have been pro-life your whole life. You have a lot of personal experience with you, your family, and those around you. Tell us a little bit about how important pregnancy resource centers are to the women in the middle of this debate. Yeah, thanks, John. I, I don't get to talk about this this often, but I actually grew up in a very pro-life family. My mom uh, has been on the front lines of the care side running pregnancy resource centers, both in the great state of Florida, where I'm from, and then here in Virginia. And so my entire life, I've seen modeled for me just the power and, and the kindness and the empathy that comes with these pregnancy resource centers, where not only do they show these women, these abortion-minded women, the science of pregnancy, they show that ultrasound, they show that baby in utero, 
but they actually meet them with compassion and they talk about a holistic view of helping that woman, whether she needs a job or she needs to go back to school or she needs additional childcare or she just needs baby supplies. And so the, the role of the Pregnancy Resource Center, and there, there are centers all across the country that are thriving. They want to help protect life and they want to help support the woman that has found herself in this position and get her through this tunnel, ultimately giving birth to the baby and then exposing her to great options like adoption if she's not able to keep the, to keep the baby herself. Yeah, such an important thing. And, and right now, those centers are coming in under both verbal and physical attack, even mm -hmm. though they're doing such common sense work. I mean, most everyday Americans say that's exactly what we want to make available to everyday women. Um, there's a lot of rhetoric. There's a lot of myths and facts uh, that get distorted, particularly in the mainstream media today, as this uh, debate heats up, uh, that all abortions are for safer women. That's not true. Uh, the pro-life movement only cares about being pro-birth. They don't really care about pro-child. None of that's really true. How are you and Heritage Action for America fighting some of that misinformation? Well, the best way to fight the smear campaign from the left is just to pound pound, pound with the facts. And so we have a number of resources available on our website, heritageaction.com, and it includes really detailed myth and fact sheets. So not only do you know exactly how the Dobbs case will impact your state, but you can fight back against some of these lies, you know, everything from how the, the ruling would affect a septic pregnancy, um, if a mother's life was in jeopardy. I mean, you just saw you just saw so much distortion and very dangerous lies. It's not just rhetoric, John, because it ends up actually hurting women that should be having life-saving care from the doctor. And now the doctor has politicized the most intimate part, frankly, of healthcare, which is when a woman is, is visiting her OB to get checked on and to have care for, for her baby. And so we want to cut through all of that. We've got a great number of resources so you know exactly what the details are. And especially when it comes to these pregnancy resource centers, which, as you mentioned, have been under fire and attacked from the left. That couldn't be true. I mean, this, that couldn't be further from the truth. These are truly women's health care centers. And everyone, regardless of partisan persuasion, should be supporting care for, for, for women on the front lines like they do. So know the facts. It's the best way to fight back and to have these really important conversations at the local grassroots level. Yeah, so important. One of the myths has been since the ruling came out that America is now a third world country when it comes mm. to abortion, but it's really not true. America is only one of five countries in the world where you can legally get abortion after 24 weeks. How has the left tried to ignore that really extraordinary fact? Yeah, the left has, and so have leaders from Europe. I mean, Meghan and Harry were comparing America's abortion sure. laws to, to England's and to the rest of Europe. And it's like, Look at the laws that you have on your books. If anything, we're more sane because we're now being very thoughtful about the decision when it comes to protecting life. It is at the state level, closest to the people. And of course, there's a role for the federal government, too. And that's where you've seen, I think, Congress take up two really important pieces of legislation. First, the Born Alive Infant Survivors Protection Act, which has a discharge petition with wide support across Congress on the House side. And then second, the heartbeat bill, which acknowledges that life begins not only at conception, but that you then can support the baby at heartbeat. If you were to drop dead on the floor, John, the first thing I do is check to see if you had a, if you, uh, if you exactly. had a pulse. It's the same thing. We want to support babies at, at heartbeat. Yeah, such an important thing. Now, you guys have put together at Heritage Action an amazing info kit. How do people in the states and the grassroots get access to that and become advocates for such a common sense piece of legislation? Well, we need help both in terms of supporting the state lawmakers. If you're in states like South Carolina and Indiana that have those special sessions right now, contact your state lawmaker, urge support for the legislation that's moving through the chambers, read the facts of the bills yourself so you're armed and you're equipped. And then at the federal level, be on the lookout both for this summer and early fall for these bills to hopefully start getting some movement. And certainly if November goes the way we think it will, John, I think this will be one of the top things that the next leadership in the House brings forward as a way to show that all conservatives, all Republicans are united in protecting life and protecting the health care of women. And so we need the help. Uh, you can join the team at heritageaction.com and learn all of this information and get plugged into our task force and our sentinels all across the country that are working to advocate for these policies, both at the state and the federal level.
Yeah, this is an amazing time in history and a lot of the future of America is going to be decided in the next few months. I want to ask you, we got about a minute left real quickly. Uh, the Democrats in Congress are already trying to federalize an issue that the Supreme Court just told them just a few weeks ago is a state's only issue. Any of these laws, if they were to get on the books by Joe Biden as president, do you feel confident they're going to be overturned uh, by the Supreme Court, given its state's rights position? You know, the Supreme Court has been really clear about what the role is of states and what the role is of the federal government. And that clarity, members of Congress, specifically those on the extreme progressive left, they need to understand the division. And when you see them just lighting their hair on fire, as they've done the last three weeks, it's because they don't like the outcome. So they're going to go back. They're going to try to change the rules. They're going to cheat. And then hopefully we're going to have the Supreme Court that will continue to stay strong, lawmakers both at the congressional and state level that continue to stay strong and enforce enforce the rule of law such as it exists in this country. That's the bedrock of our great republic. And I'm looking forward to truth winning at the end of the day here. That it is. Jessica, it's always an honor to have you on. And I also want to thank Heritage Action for making this conversation possible. A lot of media aren't willing to have this conversation. It's an important one. And we're really grateful for the support and the partnership tonight. Thanks, John, so much for having me. It was awesome. It really was. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Congresswoman Lisa McLean from the great state of Michigan is going to join us. She has been an extraordinary voice in the pro-life movement, has a lot to say about what's going on in Washington right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Our next guest represents a constituency in a state that could have reverted back to their 1931 trigger law on abortion. However, a Michigan judge has suspended that law while Democrat Governor Whitmer files a motion in the Supreme Court to protect constitutional rights to abortion. The pro-life fight isn't just taking place on the House floor in Congress. It's being held, held and debated all around this country. Up to 5 million female Michiganders are in the middle of that debate. Joining us right now, Congresswoman Lisa McLean from the great state of Michigan. Congresswoman, great to have you on the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, let's start with what's going on in your state. Your state had a long existing trigger law. The Roe v. Wade reversal came down from the Supreme Court. The Democratic leadership of your state is trying to do everything they can to avoid enforcing that. Your thoughts on what's going on in the great state of Michigan? Um, it's extremely disheartening. You know, this administration um, in our state, our legislature is completely radical. Um, they are radical left. Uh, they have been known to subvert uh, the legislation, the constitutional laws. Unfortunately, this doesn't surprise me. Um, but at the end of the day, they were elected to represent the people. And at the end of the day, let, let's put it to the people's voice, uh, voice and let's put it to a vote. Um, we all took a, uh, an oath to uphold the Constitution, and we need to do that. Even if we don't like it, we need to respect the document in which we took an oath to uphold. Yeah, such a great point. And I think the Founding Fathers always intended for we the people to make the final decisions. It's, uh, it's uh, interesting to watch the elitists try to grab that away from the American people. I want to start with something that the Supreme Court was really clear that this is an issue that belongs in the states. But almost as soon as that ruling came over, Nancy Pelosi, the House, started passing legislation to federalize this issue. Do you think when those pieces of legislation, if they ever get enacted, they're going to be turned down by the courts, that this is just a parrot exercise by Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, I, again, I think it's the Democrat messaging. Um, it's political theater. 
Um, and it's typical of when the Democrats don't get what they want. They act like a three-year-old child that can't get a candy bar from their parents um, in the middle of the store where they, <laughs> they throw it from. Um, and they always revert to violence. And they always reverse revert to anger. At the end of the day, let's remember, we are talking about human life. And at the end of the day, we were we were put in place to protect human life. So I really don't understand where all this violence and all this anger is coming from. You know, you spoke earlier on violence against pregnancy centers. These pregnancy centers are set up to help expecting mothers. Why why be violent against them? Why why trash them? Why you know, break their windows and um, and do what they're doing. It, it just doesn't make sense. I don't understand why the Dems are just so angry. Yeah, those, you're right. Those pregnancy centers provide so much important support to women making tough choices, going through the process. Uh, it's really uh, amazing that they've become a pariah on the left. They used to be very popular across America, but now the left has demonized them. I want to flip that one around for a second because Planned Parenthood always says that its centers is about women health, women's health. But as soon as a state moves to restrict or outlaw abortion, they close up those centers. Have they been telling us the truth about really what their centers are about? I don't think the Dems tell us the truth about much, unfortunately. And this is where I get frustrated. Just give the American people and the people of the state of Michigan the facts. Forget about the opinions. Just give them the facts and let them decide. But again, when you try and manipulate and you try and control that narrative, the American people can see through that. And it's extremely disheartening. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's abortion or, or any other issue. Americans are seeing through their lives. Um, and it's, it's quite sad. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I want to turn to uh, the misinformation campaign for uh, from the moment the draft opinion leaked to today, there has been all sorts of pieces of information, misinformation bantied about on the left and even in the mainstream media. Some of the more famous ones, doctors are going to stop treating women that have ectopic pregnancies because of this. Uh, uh, abortions outlawed in all 50 states. There's been a lot of false information out there. What, can, what are Republicans doing to counter that to make sure that the public is educated and really understands the state of the law right now? Well, we're doing things just like like we're doing today is we are trying and I applaud you for having me on. So thank you to get the truth out it, when you have to scare people to to see things your way. That should tell you everything you need to know. We need to stop this fear mongering and just present the facts. We're, we're not going to stop atopic pregnancies. And in, in fact, that's why I tried uh, or I'm introducing um, a, a resolution in the House right now to set the record straight. And it's called the heartbeat law, is when you hear the heartbeat of a child, you cannot perform an abortion. So it, we're not talking about atopic pregnancies. We're not talking about when the life of the mother is in danger. So again, stop with the fear mongering because it just doesn't work. And quite frankly, you look foolish. Yeah, the American people are so much smarter than uh, Democratic politicians often give them credit for. Uh, I, we got about 90 seconds left. I wanted to just ask about this. There are a lot of women that are going to be caught in the crossfires here. They need support as they make decisions, as they try to raise a child, as they look for options to make sure they have enough money to support a child. What are some of the things Republicans are doing to create a welcoming system for expected mothers? Well, one, we have these pregnancy centers. So why the Dems want to vandalize and these it, these groups want to vandalize these pregnancy centers that actually help the expecting mother is beyond me. Um, so one, we need to beef up um, uh, uh, those pregnancy centers. We need to beef up our adoption centers because adoption is a, a healthy alternative. And that's what we need to be focusing on. We just need the Dems to allow us to do that and stop burning the places down. Yeah, it's amazing. I hope those wise words sink into everyone in America. Congresswoman Lisa McLean, it's an honor to have you on today. Thank you for your champion of all pro-life causes. Great to have you on. Thank you.
All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by one of the last guests whose voice uh, really matters. Stay tuned to find out who it is when we come back right after these commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back, everybody. We have the perfect guest to wrap things up tonight. Stephen Billy, uh, Vice President of State Affairs for the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life Group, is joining us. Stephen, great to have you on the show today. Wonderful to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we know one of the things we've had over the last hour of conversation, it's really important for those who are in the pro-life movement to be educated, to have the facts, to have this conversation in America. There's so much misinformation out there. How important is it to get facts and information into the hands of the frontline activists so they can counter a lot of what's in the news media today? Uh, it's critical, and it's, it's exactly one of the goals of the Charlotte Lozier Institute, which is the research and education arm of Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America. Uh, LozierInstitute.org, they have phenomenal information um, to help uh, talk about the science and statistics on all of these issues, really break it down so that people can be educated. And there's two parts to this. We need to make sure that people are educated about what we're talking about. What is abortion? It's the intentional taking of an unborn child's life in the womb. That's what it is. That's what elective abortion is. It's killing a baby. On the back end, we need to talk about the, the dangers of those abortions, whether it's surgical or chemical abortions, the risk that those abortions pose to mothers. Um, and then also in this new era that we're in, in the Dobbs era, where, where life can be protected, the misinformation about whether women are going to be able to get treatments um, in situations they need them, whether it's an ectopic pregnancy or whether they're experiencing the heartbreak of a miscarriage, the, the pro-abortion activists are out there saying that women aren't going to be able to get the care that they need in those situations. And it's a dangerous misinformation that they're spreading. It's going to cause doctors to be hesitant to provide the care. It's going to cause women to be scared about getting the care. And it's not true. It just simply isn't the case that women can't get that care when they need it. Yeah, no, that's one of the things uh, Senator Marshall made clear really right at the top of this show, that that is one of the falsehoods that have been bantied about since the uh, Supreme Court ruling. Let me take on another one of those, because you mentioned the research that you guys are doing. President Biden recently said that abortion pills are uh, really safe and uh, they should be everywhere. But in fact, there are some strong studies that you're, you're, you guys have done that showed that there's a significantly higher rate of emergency room visits, 22% greater risk of ER visit for any reason for a woman who's taken an abortion pill, 53% greater risk of an ER visit for an abortion-related reason. How does that statistic not get into the news media more? It's unfortunate that um, academia and the media are, are both carrying the water for this pro-abortion narrative that chemical abortions are safe. And we've seen headlines out there that chemical abortions are as safe as Tylenol. It simply isn't true. That's not true. Chemical abortions are very dangerous. When you look at the data we have in America, first of all, we have probably 15% of abortions that happen never even get reported. So there's no way the complications from those abortions get reported. The complication data that the FDA has is voluntary. Um, and it's often the emergency room doctor, not the abortionist who sees the complication. So they don't know that that's necessarily the cause. They don't put it forward into the voluntary reporting system. We are missing so much data about the complications. So what we did is we used Medicaid claims data from the states that pay for abortions with state taxpayer dollars. And we looked at over 400,000 abortions that occurred. And then we, we drilled down and looked at chemical abortions and we saw if there was a, a charge or a claim for chemical abortions, and then subsequent to that, we were able to see who ended up in the emergency room. And the rate of complications leading to emergency room visits from chemical abortions increased over 500% in a 12-year period. 
It's the largest study of its kind. It's the first study of its kind. And it shows using hard claims data from Medicaid that chemical abortions are dangerous. Yeah. And when you talk about a sample of 400,000, that is huge. Most polls only take about 1,000 people to make projections. Uh, that is a really detailed study. And it was peer reviewed, correct? Absolutely. That was peer reviewed. The follow up to it um, showed that the dangers of, you know, when we looked at chemical abortions, the complications, 60 percent of those women were actually miscoded as having a miscarriage. Um, oftentimes we think that's because the, the abortion industry tells women to lie to their doctors. But in doing so, they're only creating additional risk and health safety concerns for those women. Um, the, the women who were miscoded as having a miscarriage versus complications from their chemical abortion actually saw increased surgery needs after the fact, increased additional visits to the hospital after the fact. So you have the abortion industry lying on the front end saying that chemical abortions are safe. And then because they know there will be complications, they tell women to then go in and lie to their doctors and say, it wasn't a chemical abortion. Tell your doctor it was a miscarriage. That only leads to further complications for those mothers. Uh, it is dangerous and it, it's a terrible stain, I think, on the conversation that the abortion industry is so committed to getting their profits that they're willing to lie to mothers and have them put themselves in danger. Yeah, the, the cycle of uh, mistruths actually has a medical consequence. I think that's one of the things we forget yeah. about. Uh, there was another famous person that recently uh, made a comment or claim about the likelihood of women dying from pregnancy. Associate Justice of the Supreme Court Sotomayor made that uh, made some comments here. They even some of the mainstream media blew the whistle on that. Tell us about what the justice got wrong and what the truth is. Well, when you look at maternal mortality, the first thing you have to keep in mind and, and accepting that every situation is heartbreaking and it is a, a, a tragedy if when a woman loses her life in that situation. But it is so rare in America. You know, oftentimes these studies that we hear about talk about rates or comparisons of different things. But when you look at it, the, the instances of maternal mortality are so low that even the CDC had, has notes on their data that say it's very difficult to use our data to make any kind of comparisons or any kind of projections. They don't even create rates for some of the states because you're talking about low single digit numbers of instances. You can't do science off of that. You can't create data replication. You can't um, understand what the causes were and then project those causes out across all of the different things that may have been a factor in that situation. So we don't have the maternal mortality data that we need in part because we have so few maternal mortality deaths um, to even try to make comparisons or make statements. You know, there, there's this claim out there that uh, pregnancy is 14 times more dangerous than abortion. You can't do that math. It's been proven over and over. There are right. peer reviewed studies that take down that claim that show we don't have data that supports that claim. Um, and it's unfortunate that claims like that continue to be made when there's no scientific evidence to back them up. Yeah, so important to knock down these uh, falsehoods. Uh, Kamala Harris recently, our vice president, said something pretty provocative. It got a lot of blowback. She said, quote, everyday women are getting pregnant in the U.S. and that's an issue. Uh, your take on what she said. I guess um, I, I don't understand where she would be coming from with that. You know, uh, certainly life should be cherished. Every life is valuable. Um, we are created uh, in by God and and he knows what his plans are for us. And it, I think what's unfortunate is that we've gotten away from understanding how, how incredible life is. Um, we, we no longer treat it the way that it should be treated. We've, we've treated it as if it's an inconvenience to us. Um, we've seen Biden administration, administra Biden administration officials say that it's a drain on the economy or that it's gonna create more government need. Um, all of those are, are just fundamentally missing the point that we're talking about a human life, a baby who hasn't been born yet, but is going to come into this world and can be loved and cherished. And who knows what possibilities they have before them, what they're going to create, what they're going to achieve, uh, what scientific miracles they'll be able to uncover. And, and we just have to get back to a place as a culture where we are really cherishing each and every life for, for how special they are. Yeah, so important. And to think our vice president would call that an issue, the birth of a baby an issue is remarkable. We got about 30 seconds left. Real quickly, uh, only 14 states authorize some form of alternative to abortion funding life affirming pregnancy. Why is that? And is that an area where there could be a lot of room for improvement? We've already seen a, a number of pro-life governors and pro-life leaders come to the front and say this is something that they want to focus on. When we look at pregnancy centers, we've seen, you know, each year they're serving millions of women, millions of dads, millions of families. Um, they're serving 
uh, with hundreds of millions of dollars in services and counseling and teaching. We just released a study that showed in, in a five-year period, those pregnancy centers actually saved 800,000 lives. Amazing. They were able to engage with women who are abortion-minded or abortion-vulnerable, and in working with them, show them the reality of, the, of what their child would be when he's born, give them the support that they need, really stand with mothers so that they can carry their pregnancy to term and love their child versus what the abortion industry and when what the Democrats say is the solution. They say, kill your baby and um, that'll be the end of your problems. They don't worry about the health risk, the mental health risk, the physical health risk, and it's unfortunate. And I'm glad to see more conservative governors, more pro-life leaders coming to the front to stand with women. Yeah, that's going to be a trend line we're going to be watching closely over the next year. Stephen Bailey, we really appreciate your time today. Thanks for helping put a lot of perspective as we wrap up today's show. Thanks so much for having me, John. Uh, great honor to have you on. Folks, it's hard to believe the hour went by, but that's what happens when you're having an important conversation like the one we've just had. It is clear the historic Dobbs ruling in the Supreme Court is going to resonate for years to come in America. And as it does, and states decide where they stand on allowing abortions, one key takeaway from tonight's guest is that it is essential to be educated. There is a lot of emotion and a lot of misinformation on this issue being spread by politicians and news media members. Getting the facts is the first and best step for being effective. We hope that we helped a little bit with that mission tonight. And with that, we wish you a good night and ask that God bless you, your family, and this great nation. Thanks for watching. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. All right, folks, that wraps up our special presentation of the TV special that we've adapted to this podcast today, Legislating for Life, where the abortion movement goes the next 12 months. A big thanks to all my guests. A big thanks to all of you out there for listening, for enjoying, for making all of this possible. We are forever grateful for your support and for all that you do. And of course, we have, as you know, many great partners, many great advertisers, many great players that have products, services that make our journalism possible at justthenews.com, at John Solomon Reports, at Just the News Not Noise, the TV show. And so in all of those cases, I want to say thanks. And we always like to mention them because they always have special offers. So it's summertime, right? You might be out on your deck thinking about eating or grilling. And you know what goes good with steak or fish or whatever you're going to put on the grill? Chicken. Wine, of course, and as the temperatures spike, you have to keep your wine chilled. And the best way to do that is with our good friends at the Wine Enthusiast. Wine Enthusiast designs and offers the largest selection of wine coolers for every drinker, every budget, every size collection. If you have six bottles, they got a solution for you. If you got 600 bottles, they got a solution for you too. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Did you know that the summer heat and sunlight can spoil your best wine? You don't want to pop that cork and find out you ruined a great bottle of wine. So make sure it's properly stored. Now's the time to get those bottles out of the boxes, off your countertops, out of the sunlight, and protect them with a wine fridge from wine enthusiasts. Expert wine storage consultants are available by phone to help you find the right fit for all of your needs. And wine enthusiasts, I know, I've been through their site, I love it, 
is the premier destination for the wine lifestyle, offering an incredible selection of unique wine accessories, glassware, furniture, wine storage, gifts, and more. Visit WineEnthusiast.com or text the word John, J-O-H-N, that's pretty easy, to remember to 511-511. One more time, just text the word John to 511-511 to check out all of the Wine Enthusiast's summer savings. Certain exclusions may apply, as always. You may receive up to one additional text, and text fees may apply depending on your phone program. Text stop to opt out anytime, but don't do this. Don't go another day and take a risk of your wine going bad. Go check out Wine Enthusiast today. Thank you guys for making the journalism here at Justin News Possible with your gracious support from Wine Enthusiasts. Folks, go support them. You're supporting us when you do that. All right, guys, have a great weekend. God bless you and enjoy. Tune in Sunday when we have country star John Rich. Yes, from Big and Rich, Congressman Jim Jordan, Congressman James Comer, the guy that's overseeing the Hunter Biden investigation, Congressman Troy Nels, who has a new book out about January 6th, and Wood Dorn, the widow of that slain St. Louis police captain, David Dorn, man who was killed during the BLM riots of 2020. Justice has finally been delivered in that case. By the way, Ann Dorn also has a podcast. She has really taken the painful, sorrowful moment of her husband's passing and turned it into good for other people. Beyond all the things she's doing, she's also the host of Hidden Heroes, a new radio show worth listening to. All of them, starting with John Rich, Sunday on our special Sunday edition of John Solomon Reports. Be sure to check it out. Otherwise, have a great weekend. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country. And have a great evening. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, expert politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.